it's going to challenge you because what we've been taught, our brain's going to go like this. But our heart just leaps. I'm telling you that heart leaps when you, when you hear the truth. And, and scripture says that. It said, listen, it's the condition of the heart of how much love you're going to experience. And if it's stony, if it's because you've been under legalism, etc., I don't care how long you've prayed in tongues. If you think, if you've got this stony heart where you th- still think he's a, a wrathful God pouring out his wrath on you, you can pray in tongues for the next 800 years. It's the condition of your heart that matters everything. Does that, does that make sense? It says, when you have that heart, when you hear and believe, it'll return 30, 60, 100 fold. It's the condition of your heart. Does that make sense? Does that help anybody? So here's what happened, guys. A little church history. And I would, I would just challenge you to do this. Is I, I heard this, this guy I've really watched a lot. His name's Dr. Bruce Wachope. I don't know how to pronounce it necessarily, but it's W-A-U-C-H-O-P-E. And... Uh, um, He's with Paracresis Ministries in Australia. He, he, he uh, with da- C. Baxter Kruger, one of the best theologians I've ever listened to, to be honest with you. He's a theologian, so it can be a little dry. But uh, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, my heart leapt. I told Barbara, that was the peace I've always knew was not in, that, that was the peace, that he truly is love, no wavering, not, not, not judgmental, not pouring out his wrath on man, because I'm telling you, it seems like the simplest thing, but if we're still eating from this tree of good-bad, where we think we're going to get punished, which is where the whole penal substitution came from, we had to, we had to settle our nonsense in our heart, that good-bad tree, so we made up this thing that God's going to pour out his wrath on Jesus, because somebody's got to pay. It's a condition of our own heart. Does that make sense? God goes, I love the world, is why I came to to die for you because I died away humanity but guess what on the third day I did what I rose again and how many were in him that's what I'm going to show the scripture oh anyway I get excited about it because I'm like it's the best message in the world the only people that resisted are religious Christians I've worked for you for 40 years God it can't be that simple I had my ladder on the wrong tree all these years so did I so did I I did all this work. You're the older guy. You're the old guy sitting out in the house. The father's going, there's a party in here. Come on, come in. And what is the older, the older, the, the guy eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the old covenant guy, what does he do? Refuses to come in. That is the definition of hell. In the face of a loving father, you refuse to receive it and you feel like you're rejected. Now, you can experience heaven and hell, but even heaven and hell is what Scripture says is in the presence of the Lamb. Both places that we've made in our minds, this heaven and hell, are literally in the presence of the Lamb and the holy angels. Isn't that weird? See, Scripture, that's what Scripture says. So, anyway, it's, so here's what happened. If you want to go look at early church history, if you go look at the, uh, and she knows I've been intense on this for the last few months, and I finally feel like, I got it, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you guys know nobody has a special revelation? So I'm not, I, listen, I'm as mildly stupid as the rest of you. Um, it's just, it, the scales start to come off and you start to see light. Does that make sense? Like what was always true about you, you start to see. The condition, he goes, he's, he's here's how we read the scripture. We said, um, here's how I was taught. You're in the kingdom of darkness. How many of you guys have heard that? Go read it. It says, he's delivered you from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his son. What's the power of darkness? You can't see. There's no power inherent in the devil. His power is to deceive you about the father. So you can't experience, what wasn't that the original deception? 
Hey, Adam and Eve, if you, if, no, 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 you can't. They, they used our design. Our design was to be included in the fellowship of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit as little Elohims. I'm in the family of God. What does that make me? A participant in the Godhead. Isn't that weird? Which was already true about him. So the devil comes and he goes, uh, hey, is, did he really say? If you, no, you have to eat this thing and then you'll experience it. Get it? Got it? We already had it. All of a sudden, the, dark, the darkness comes off, and you can experience what's already been true about you. There's light again. You're like, oh, it's this overwhelming thing that's like, oh, I get it. So here's what happened. If you go read all the early church fathers, you read John. We'll go through John and Paul a little bit today and what I was sharing with you. Because uh, it's the difference of being completely free of this tree of the good-bad, where there's an angry God, a judgmental God, and all you start eating from is the tree of life, which is love and light that never turns, never fades, never changes. And love keeps no record of wrongs. So there's no way he could have been mad at humankind. No way. There's no way he poured his wrath out on Jesus. It doesn't say that. All you'll see over and over and over again is the anger of man killed Jesus, but God loved the world. God loved the world. God loved the world. That's all you're going to see. Is you're going to see that theme. Does that make sense? So where did his wrath come that he had to pour it out on Jesus? And wasn't Jesus the Father and the Holy... Don't we say that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Is Jesus God or not? Well, wait a minute. God's so holy that he can't look at his son because somehow he became sin? See, this is where the separation came. Where we started to believe this nonsense that he's so holy that he can't look at sin. But the book I read says when he saw the, the condition of mankind, he ran to them. He ran to them. It was us that turned our eyes. Because I see where it says in Scripture, it says, our evil works separated us from God. It never separated God from us. Does that make sense? Adam and Eve ate the tree, and they felt guilty, and they run away, and soon, all of a sudden they have fear. And what does fear produce? Everything we struggle for, guys. Lack, disease, everything. When we eat from the tree of life, man, everything starts to bubble up out of the inside of us. Does that make sense to you guys? So, what happens is, um, if you go look at Polycarp, the early church fathers, all the writers, and it's, they all talk about this union, that man and, and God were unified. We even celebrate it, communion. That God came down and unified us again. He died humanity's death. He died the sin away. That old man's dead. But on the third day, we were all included in Jesus, is what Scripture says, and he rose again. So when were you born again? In him. And so, you know and Bill, I appreciate it because these are the questions we all have because he was asking, he goes, so when, when Nicodemus uh, comes to Jesus at night, he says, listen, you must be born again. And what was Nicodemus, what was his response? How in the world can I do that? And what God was really showing him is, with man, it's impossible. You can't do it. I got to do this thing for you. Even being born again. Now we've turned it into, if you say these words, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit and born again. I can just tell you that is not accurate. That is not accurate, because wouldn't the devil just go, that's all you need to do? Did anybody feel that? See, I didn't. I, that's right. I'm like, wait a minute. And see, again, I, probably I'm just too ornery to accept what they're telling me. That's probably the truth, because I, I knew the pastor in my hometown. I'm like, I, I don't even want your life. Why would I? I'm enjoying life over here. Yet somehow I say these words and I got to be a, a dried up prude like you. Like, I, no, that's not life to me. You're not even happy. 
Like he would be angry when he's sharing the gospel. And I was like, that's why, that's why I saw these people with life. Also, they'd come into church, and, oh, let's get serious. And your mom would slap you or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I really want to come to this Christian deal. This is a lot of fun, mom. Thanks. This is great. And why is the lady on the floor and somebody's running around with a cloth trying to cover? What's that all about? Like, what's going on here? Right? No, they have life. No, they can't even rub two nickels together. What the? Does anybody else feel this way? Because it's not that. We haven't been teaching the gospel. That's what I'm trying to show you. We were in Jesus. It's finished. End of story now. Is that why we're universalists? No, let's get into this. So here's what happened. The early church fathers, etc. Plato, and really Greek philosophy, if you go look at it, this is why Paul told Timothy, said, Timothy, beware. Get ri- don't, don't worry about philosophy and all these nonsense teachings that are going to come up, right? There's going to be teachings that come up that say, don't marry. Have we seen that one? And I'm just telling you, I'm not, not, not against any of these Catholic priests, but that is why, because they're trying to have this, this life in them where they have this, they desire to have this intimacy and sex, etc. but they, somehow they're more holy if they vow to not do it, so guess what? They molest little boys. Is that just true or is that true? And now they understand that they go, man, I would love to talk to these guys because I've got the solution. It's called Christ. He loves you perfectly even though you've got this drive inside you in your deepest, darkest place where you think, I should be a Christian, I should be above this. Let him, let him love you right there. He loves me even then? Yeah, man, let's get, let's be, let's get serious. Let's not do this religious plastic stuff where the minute we're going to come into the church, we act like we're holy. And how's it going? Awesome. No, it's not. Right? Yeah. Am, I, am I touching anything? Yeah. So what happened is the Greek philosophers came up with this deal that God's over there, and he's holy and separate from us, and man is over here, and we're dirty. Yet the truth was, God so loved his creation that he's in and through it, and all things are held together by him. Is that, in the, don't we get that? And so that always confounded me. I was always like, wait a minute. So, so we went through this thing. Okay, now that I have this supernatural faith, um, things are going to start working for me. And my, honestly, I was struggling with this. I was like, things were working for me before. Okay, okay I'll, I'll go with the program. Okay, now I've got to build my faith. And you know what happened to my heart? It started to get worse. So what do we do? Build more. The problem with you is your unbelief is ahead of more than your belief. I didn't have any of that until I started listening to you. I just was with God all my life. And he would tell me things. Isn't it true? I'd be like, I can't explain it. Even at the academy, I'd go, oh, I know the questions. How do you know? I don't know. I just know. Like, sure enough, I wouldn't study. And I'd go to a kegger the night before. And, and I'd get A's. Also, I got religious. I go, how come I can't hear him anymore? Because you're not supposed to do that. He doesn't pour out his blessing on that. I said, no, I was being blessed until I got saved. What the? I realized none of that was true. Was I in Christ at that time? Yes, man. I didn't have all this guilt teaching yet that I got in Christianity. So once I started eating from that wrong tree again, that good, bad tree, guess what? Your heart literally seizes up, and you're wondering, why am I angry? Why can't I, exp- why can't I have fun? Why are these guys enjoying life, and I'm over here worrying about everything? Because you're eating from the stupid tree. So, really, and I'm not blaming any of these guys because I'm sure they're all smarter than me, but St. Augustine is really where this whole thing split. And like, you know, he's, he's early Greek. He was a, a saint. 
part of the church, but there was a big split in the church at that time where he, he kind of took on Plato's idea that God's over here, man's over here, and somehow we got to climb this tree to get to this holy God that can't look at sin. But in our hearts, guess what? We all know we're a little bit sinful, don't we? And so what does it immediately make us feel? If that's true, if God's so holy he can't look at sin, what does that do to us? In your subconscious, in your darkest of darks, you realize, I suck. If we're on to really get true. Isn't that true? Or, or, or am I the only guy who ever wakes up with a doubt or a fear in the morning? I know none of you guys do because you're Christians. And your belief is above your unbelief. And then if I get real with you, you start weeping. I'm tired of living this lie. That's what really what happens with, to most people. They're like, this sucks. This Christian thing sucks. I go, that's why I'm sitting down, because I just want to have a discussion with you. Does that make sense? And see, I, I, I love, I love the, the heroin addicts and the homosexuals. and the pro- I love them, man. They're the easiest people in the world, aren't they? Because they're broken, man. They don't have any of this religious nonsense like most Christians. And they're just like, I go, I know God loves you perfectly right there. And I'm telling you, when they, they weep their guts out. Now, if I go, repeat after me, you know what, we know what happened to their heart? Nothing. Their heart didn't change, so they're still going to dabble in exactly what they're still doing, right? But then they got to play this religious game. I got to act holy when I come into church and act like everything's okay, yet they're, they're whitewashed tombs, is what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He goes, You're whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside, but the inside, you're killing yourself. You're dying. There's no life in there. You guys understand that? And he, that's why the whole thing, you know, when he said, Fill the water pots with water. Those were Jewish ceremonial water pots. So what did the Jews do? They do what most Christians do today. They clean yourself up on the outside, right? So those ceremonial water pots, they would wash themselves. That's what all the washing was about. They would wash their outside, and Jesus goes, you've missed it. None of you know the Father except me. You're trying to wash the outside, but I know what's in your inside. So turn that water into what? Wine. Do you wash yourself with wine? What do you do with wine? You put it inside. You drink it. But only grape juice. That's why you're not experiencing life, I'm telling you. Because you got this religious thing. And they go, you know what? You won't even abuse it when you understand it. You'll enjoy it how it was meant to be. You'll live life and live it more abundantly. Amen? Does that help any of you guys? It, it, that's really what it was. He goes, listen, I came to, I came to give you, hey, turn it in. Not, you know what's really wild is were these guys already drunk? Most likely, right? It says they were already drunk, and then what does Jesus do? Give them the best. See, Jesus is a wrecker of theology, isn't he? He wrecked it. Does this help? So here's what happened. So Plato goes, hey, here's this thing. We're separated from God. He's holy over there. You're not man, so you need to come up. This is how all religion starts. You got to jump through these hoops to get to God. And God's message to Nicodemus was, Nicodemus, you can't be born again. I need to do it. How many guys can give life to yourself? No, 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 you can if you just say these words. Repeat after me. No, you can do it. See the fallacy in that? He goes, I had to do it. With man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Because every atom in the universe is in and through and holds together by me. And if I'm in everything, and I am life, and I am life. So if life dies, what happens to all life? He's life, is what it says, right? 
And he's what gives us all life. He's in every atom in the universe. And he goes, I'm in and hold together. Don't we, hey, all you word of faith guys, doesn't it say that? He upholds everything by the power of his word. Doesn't he say that? And some of you guys, scientists, etc. here's what it says. If you look at, and I love the science behind it. That's why, because I can go both ways a little bit. Is um, if you look at an atom, you realize that, a pro, that the, the nucleus should explode. Because all that's in there is positive. There's neutrons which are neutral, but there's positive, right? You know electricity a little bit. If there's two positives, what do they do? They repel each other. Yet, it stays. He's in and through every atom of the world. He is the life of the world is what it said. I breathed into the world and gave it life. So if I die, if life itself dies, what happens to all life? It dies. But if life again raises, what happens to all life? I died that old nonsense away, now experience life. That old sin thing's over, guys. It's over. All of the creation is in me. You guys get this? But, we, but what happened is the Western church, really, is they go, nope, you, we, we're going we're gonna to take this Greek philosophy that Augustine taught and go, we're separate. God's over here, we're over here. The truth is, he's always been in through and everything. He wanted to be, include us in a family his whole life. He goes, I came to show you who the Father is. And didn't it just warp the, the Pharisees and Sadducees' mind? Could they experience Jesus? No, you know what that is? Hell on earth. The lover of the universe, the, the creator of the universe is right there trying to give him life. And you know what they do to him? This book says we should kill you. So what did they do? They used the book that's infallible. The inherent word of God. Guys, I don't know about you, but there's so many translations that somebody's got to be wrong. And even if it is inherent, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to debate that. You can debate that all along. I go, why isn't it giving you life? It's the same thing that Jesus came to the Jews. I go, you know every word in there. But you cannot find life because you don't know what the whole thing's testifying about me. So here's what Hebrews says. In the, in the, old, in the old times, you talked to us through prophets and, and, and people, right? But now you came yourself and talked to me. That's why the Bible, man, this, I remember when I heard, first heard this, I get it, it racks your religious mind. Because I remember hearing the first time is, uh, the Bible is not the word of God. <laughs> Blow up. Because I was taught in word of faith, that thing. Right? Yeah, it's fascinating to me, because we were just sharing this earlier. I go, you guys know what repentance is? Well, you've been taught here, but you know what it literally means, Repentance. Pay the penalty again. Repay. And he never wanted us to pay once, but we need to repay. They put repentance in the place where it says metanoia. Change your mind. It's the goodness of God that leads to changing of the mind. But we have pay. Repay. So what's inerrant? That's got, somebody's got to have a flaw there. See what I'm saying? So even if the Bible is, I'll give it to you. Hey, if it's inherent, it's perfect in every way. Our translation is never perfect because we see it through our lens. We'll interpret it the wrong way. So you cannot find life if that's all you experience. If you don't, if you don't go, hey, in the past, times past, God spoke to us in prophets, but now he spoke to us through his son. And what did Jesus come? God, the Father says this, I judge no one. I gave all judgment to my son. And we just read Romans 8. Jesus comes, he goes, I didn't come to, well, John 3, 16. I came to, I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save it. It's a setup. 
I don't judge anybody. I gave all the judgment to my son. Why? Because all of us were included in mankind. That's why Romans 8.1 says, there is no judgment, condemnation in Christ. So what is the judgment for all of you? Life. I judge every man through life. I didn't come to judge anybody. You guys, you, you know every word in here, but you missed me. So Jesus comes, I go, I got to tell you who the Father is because Abraham, you didn't understand it. Moses, you didn't understand it. No one knows the Father except me. You've all painted him as this angry God. I got to come and show you who he's really like. Hey, you think he, he's, he's not going to bless you because you did some bad things? Let me tell you about the prodigal son. Hey, religious guy, you think you're going to experience life by serving me? You can't even come in the house and have the party. I came to, I came to reduce all fear and give you love and life. He goes, perfect love casts out what? Fear. So why are we teaching people there's this fiery, mm, repeat after me or you're going to have a life like me. Oh, no, wait, wait a minute. Repeat after me and you're going to, repeat after me and you're going to have a life I wish I had. <laughs> How's that guy having this life and he doesn't do anything religious? You guys get it? Because he, he, he can't accept, he hasn't been introduced to this, this Greek philosophy God that the Western church really took Augustine's teaching. Go look it up yourself. I'm, you don't have to trust me. Uh, but go look at it. We're, we're really where the church kind of split was Augustine had this Greek philosophy that God's over here, we're over here, and there's no way, he's holy, he can't look at us because we suck. And he's so holy, he can't look at sin. Yet it says he became sin. He can't look at it, but he came it. Right? He had to become it because he had to die. But he died away the sin of mankind. But on the third day, we, we sing about it excited. Then the church teaching is, no, it's not true. You got to repent. I did. I changed my mind about who God is. I'm not repaying like you are. No, you can be joyful like me. That's why your life sucks. That's why your health stinks. That's why you can't rub two nickels together because you're not experiencing life. You guys get it? He loves you. Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear, Because what does it say in 1 John? It says fear has torment. See what's happening. I'm trying to get the torment out of your life. So do this. Before, I'll go through the scriptures. But here, here's the incredibly good news. He felt everything you felt. He goes, I'm not a high priest that stop playing the religious Christianity that you can't be real with me. I know where you struggle. I know the, your deepest hurt. I know your most angry part. I know why you still struggle with this sin. And you know what you're going to find right there where you don't dare go? Me. It's just a fallacy that I'm so holy I can't look at sin. In fact, I became sin. I'm right there going, you, that's why I died on the cross because I love you and I don't want you to go through torment because of this thing. You're dirt. If I can't give you life and hold you together, you cannot have life. You're a dirt. And you're held together by me. Is the Muslim held together by Christ? Uh-oh. Is the homosexual held together by Christ? Is the, is the poor girl who just had an abortion held together by Christ? Then put away your stupid sign and love her. Nothing more irritating than people to me. You don't have to agree with me, but you, do, do any of them look like they have any life? Angry, judgmental Christian. Yet Jesus comes and he goes, that, I wouldn't be standing in that line. You know where I'd be? I'd be going, I'm not mad at you. I realize you didn't understand. You, you, out of fear, you're probably like, how do I teach this child? I'll be embarrassed because the church will kick me out. If they know I got pregnant out of wedlock, right? So what do I do? Try hide it. 
And he loves that woman perfectly right there. He goes, I wouldn't be with the sign carriers. I'd be over here. I believe that with all my heart. Because that's, he says, the prophets, you know what they did? This book says, mm. they killed the lover of humanity because they knew the book. Jesus goes, the book might be inherent, but you're going to misinterpret it. So I came to show you exactly who the Father is, and if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. And I never judged one person. The only thing I judged was people trying to put religious requirements on people to experience life. Isn't that amazing? Now, see, what they're, they were, they're afraid to teach that because then they think, well, they're just going to run off and sin. No, you're already doing it. You're just hiding it. He died to love you right where you're sinning. Right where you feel the worst is where he goes, I love you right there. That's my holiness. My Because hol holy just means unique and set apart, right? So this, this Greek thinking means, holy means without sin. and it, well, That may be true, but that's not how it's used in context. Holy just means, his ways aren't my ways. I, I can be a dirt bag and have all these things. And his love is so unique and set apart that he loves me right there. That's his holiness. Isn't that amazing? Now he's not scary. Now I don't need to dare to share him. And I, you guys understand, I'm not trying to criticize that. My kids are going. Does that make sense? I'm just saying, I've watched outside kind of, even though, see, I'm not, I'm not a trained professional. You guys understand that? Thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> I, I did that for a while. I'm like, okay, yes, okay, he's a big mega pastor. He's saying this. And then we'd watch it and we'd get behind the curtain. I'd go, these guys' lives are miserable. I don't want to go there. Hey, here's, the, here's how you pray. 20 steps on how to hear God. She's crying. You're not going to make me do that, are you? No, because it says, to me it just says, go, Daddy, help. No, because your unbelief is above your belief and you want to see they've replaced the Father's love with faith. The part they missed in that very thing is they're asking the Holy Spirit to help where we can't do it. Does that make sense? How many guys' faith has ever wavered? Come on, you word of faith guys. Is there anybody here whose faith has never wavered? Then you'll never experience him because he's done everything he's going to do. Jerk. God's not that way. The guy, the guy was crying out, Lord, I, I believe you're the Messiah. Help my unbelief. I'm just a, I'm dirt held together by you. Right? And what was Jesus' response? A little more. Pray in tongues, a little more. What was his response? He helped him. See, we're, we're stealing people's life because we're creating this stuff where if we teach anything but he loves you perfectly, whether you have enough faith, don't have enough faith, it's nonsense. Faith worketh by love and it never fails. Whose love? His. So if we have this angry God, can we really have the thing that we're trying to desperately work for? We can never trust him because if he got that mad because a dude ate a Whole Foods apple, GMO-free, gluten-free, Paleo, I don't know, give me other things you're trying to find life in. Right? <laughs> That's me. Like, you're going to eat that? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. It's wonderful. You, you can't because your legalism's killing your insides. Right? Now, I'm not criticizing that. I'm just telling you where the source is, guys. So 
the source is not there. Hey, if the doctor's going to do this, etc. But my, my, my deepest hope is to go, I finally experience his love inside and my body starts to feel a little bit better. If you need medicine right now, by all means, do it. This, this lack of faith thing will kill you. If you need medicine, take it. See, this is where that Greek philosophy came, the word of faith that made it weird. So God's here. Anything spiritual is good. Anything material here. So don't take medicine because it's man-made. Guys, people are going to die doing that. It's not bad, right? Like, did he, did he, give, did he give somebody the, the penicillin? Did it help? No, they should do it by faith. That'd be the very guy who dies of it. I'm telling you. Because that legalism will ultimately kill him. Does, that make sense? Does this help any of you guys? So it all came with Greek philosophy. Though so the Eastern church went to the Western church. Unfortunately, most of us grew up in a Western church where God's angry and separate from us. And he's so pissed, he's got to put out his wrath on somebody. You know what it does to our heart? It makes it hard. We have a hard time loving people and we can't hear him, literally. So then what do we do? Ten steps to hear God. I missed nine. Can you go over it again? That very teaching will get you hard. Does that make sense? If you just go, Lord, I'm a mess. Help my unbelief. I, I trust that you love me enough. This is where my trust is, where faith works at love. That you would save a wretch like me. Work on me. And he loves that. He loves that. I don't want to play this Christian nonsense anymore. Does that help you guys? See where I'm coming from? Let me, let me try to go through these scriptures. Go, let's skip those first two slides, Doug. Let's go to right to the, the first scripture. All right, now, so we, we, in Western thought, we have this Greek philosophy that God's over here and man's over here. But the truth is, let's look at scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Who wrote Corinthians? Paul. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. For the love of Christ... We're going to see that the theme is always for the love of Christ, right? The love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge. Or it means we've come to this conclusion. Does that make sense? We've come to this conclusion that if one died for all, then what? All are dead. So what did the, what's the conclusion they came to? If all of us were in Christ, well, put it this way. If one died and that affected us all, what has to be the conclusion? That we were in him. You guys get it? If he died, and all of us died because one man died, what does that mean? We're in him. Right? If one man could die and it affected every one of us, we had to be connected to him somehow. Right? We weren't separated like Greek thought where when I did my confession of faith at 13, I jumped in. The truth was, I was in him because I, I can't have life. If he's not in me. We all accept that, but we can't apply that to scripture because we have this Western thinking that, wait a minute, I'm only in him when I said those words. And honestly, as a kid, I couldn't figure that out. I, mentally, because she knows, I think about these things, I go, what about the mute? Oh, he signed his way in. Crap, we didn't send a guy who signs to the 1040 window. How'd it work? His blood's on me. See the fallacy of this teaching that we had? Does anybody else see this or no? And that, it all started to come true to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what we've been taught is not accurate in my opinion. 
this, the, the love of God, because of this, this is what we judge. If one died for all, then we're all dead. So it's if this, then this. Does that, that make sense? They used to teach that in English. What do they call that? If-then clauses or whatever. Boolean logic, right? Isn't that what it is, all you programmers? Isn't If this, then this? Isn't that Boolean logic? Yeah, yeah see? I used to remember from my computer science, Michael. Yeah, yeah I had to program stuff. If this, then this, right? You got a degree in it? I, I, I made my way through it. So, um, even then, she knows. Like, I got an A in that thing. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never even touched a computer, guys, and they put me in the, 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 the advanced class at the academy from Cube Computers. In fact, I've told you that story, right? We were the second class at the academy. Ramiko, you'll love this, because this is a total guy thing. Good Christians won't like this, but you and I will have fun with this. So... I'd never, computer, what? I was the second class to ever have a computer at the Air Force Academy. So you ask, how many guys know who Walter Payton is? Yeah, if you don't, that's your problem, but anyway. Um, so here's what happened. We, we go to the academy, and so the upperclassmen, we're upperclassmen now, we get to, they, the, when they come in there, they come, their heads are shaved, and they all stand here like this. And, yes, sir, chin in, basic, yes, sir, right? So you could tell them, they, they'd be like, 32 pounds, skinhead, glasses this thick, right? Basic, do you have a computer? Yes, sir. All happy. Do you know who Walter Payton is? No, sir. Extra small. <laughs> this is bad, but this is a total locker room thing. So we gave him extra small jock straps and, and gym shorts, every one of them. So the first, the first PT... Guess what happens? The very first morning, for, see, is this a guy thing? Ladies are going, guys would do that? Yeah, that's our fallen humanity. It's fun to us. So here they come. They're running out there. <laughs> like, like this. Let me guess. You had a computer. Yes, sir. I should have never told him I had a computer. Anyway, I don't know where that came from, but that was fun. Um, we laughed for days, man. It was so funny. So our, our, our commander in charge is like, did you guys do this? Yes. <laughs> Never do that again. But then he comes back to you and goes, it was pretty funny. So anyway, see, he was a good guy. Does that make sense? He was a good guy. So anyway, all right. If one died, how many of us died? If, if then, Boolean logic. And that he died for how many? Did he die to the, the neighbor next to you that's backslidden? There is no such thing, by the way. They that which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and what? Rose again. See, do you start to see this already? Where he says, if, if this is what we conclude. If, if one died, then everybody died. So if he rose, then how many rose? Doesn't scripture say that? He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above every other principle or power. He made us. When did it happen? He rebirthed humanity. That's what he was trying to tell Nicodemus. Nicodemus, how, how can I do this? No, 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 just go to theology in the West and they'll tell you you can do it. Right? They'll give you an evangelism class. And they're not even sharing the gospel. The gospel is you're included. He loves you. You're in this deal. So we've set up this deal until you say these words, you're in, 
God, I've got to get you to say these. We were just talking about this, an Indian friend. We did this. So we had him over. He's Indian. Like, man, we're going to save him. Yes. So we get to this thing. He makes us Indian tea and everything else. And they go, okay, if you say these things, you're going to get saved. So we went through it with him. His name's Sachin. He's this Indian guy. So we sit, he, he says it. We say it. And we're like, there. And honestly, we both went and we're like, that left us all empty. Like, they're what? Right? You see this fallacy of this. So the message should be, he loves you. There's no more sin. You're included. You're in with us. But we've set up this thing, like, Muslims, you're over here. I'm over here. I pray in tongues. That's why I got this. That's why I'm a Catholic. That's why I'm a Lutheran. That's why I'm a this. We've got the secret. You don't have the secret. Until you get my revelation, get my secret, you can't be in the club. You're excluded. So what do we do? We start to hate that guy. And if he says anything wrong, right? Because he's not in. And the truth is, if all died, all died. If all rose, then how many rose? The, great, the incredibly good, too, too good to be true news was, hey, Jews, you can stop doing all this. Not only are you included, the Samaritans included, the guy you hate. They're in. That can't be. Because I'm not wearing underwear with two things in it. I don't have, my underwear only has whatever, one fabric. That guy I know has mixed Hanes. That's the law. You can't even have mixed garments, right? And now Jesus comes and he goes, no. Paul goes, listen, not only were we missed Jesus the whole time, the Gentile who you hate is in the club with us. What the? But what are Christians still trying to do? No, you got to get in. So send us money because we got to go get them in. And the message needs to be, guys, you're already in. He loves you perfectly. There's no religion. You guys get it? And if he died for all that, which should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, therefore, right? If this is all true. If then. Therefore, henceforth, from now on, we know no man after the flesh. What does that mean? Whether they're Jew, Gentile, in our world, be Muslim, Jew, right? Chosen. Henceforth, no, we know no one after the flesh. Yeah, though we knew Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, because of all this, we know him no more. Next slide, real quick. I'll, I'll cruise through this. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, see, this is where we get mixed up. This, we think this is an if-then statement, but he's saying, if all men were in Christ when he died, all men were in, in Christ when he rose, therefore, if that's all true, if any man's in Christ, which he just said, all are in Christ. See, we read it as, until I get them to say these words, they're not in Christ. We've missed it completely. You see that? This is a description, not a prescription, meaning that if you do these things, then you'll get in the club like me. What he's saying is, this is what we judge, why we can't constrain ourselves. The love of God can, just causes us to go wild with excitement about this good news because if everybody was in man when he died and when he rose again, all man were in him, here's the incredible good news. Therefore, if anybody's in Christ, he is a new creation. So what's the gospel? Hey, Muslim, you've been, you've been perf you're perfectly loved by Jesus just like me. You don't even have to say Jesus because he's not going to know what it means. Because in your mind, what you think is he's got to say these things because Jesus is the only way, the truth, and life. I agree with all of that, but, G but most Christians don't even know what Jesus means. They think it's something to yell loud at the end of a prayer. When you say Jesus, it means he's restored me into the Trinity. I now have unity with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit perfectly 
He came because he loved me. He died for me. And now I'm reborn in him. And now all I can experience is his life. Get it? Therefore, if anybody is in Christ, now all things are of God. You know what of God means? It means it's, it's genitives. It means it's from that source. So how many things are from God today? All! Even the 1040 guys. Now, all things are of God. See, listen, there was a fallen humanity, right? They can't, they can't do this. They're dirt. I don't expect them to do it. I love them so much. My wrath is going to go, you know what? I refuse. Like, if somebody, this is such an easy thing for me. Like, think about Ramiko and his boys. If somebody kidnapped one of his boys, you would see the wrath of a father. Was he, is he going to be so mad and beat up his son? See, this is weird. Let's say Isaiah gets kidnapped, and I hate to even say this, but just let's say Isaiah gets kidnapped. He's so mad, he's got to go beat up, give me a name, one of your boys. Samuel, I'm so pissed. I got so much wrath. I'm going to go beat up my other son. That's the Christianity we've taught. Does it make sense to anybody? Who's the father's wrath going to go after? The thing that's got his son. What, was, what, was, what, got, what got us? What got humanity? The tree, the good, bad tree. God's going to judge me based on whether I'm good or bad. It's killing us. I'm going to destroy that. And I've set them free from the law of sin and death. There was no wrath poured out on Jesus. Come on, people. He's perfect love. He can't do it. Does that make sense to anybody? A guy that can never keep record of wrong, how can he be so pissed he's got to beat up his son? What a mixed up thing. Now, I'm not blaming anybody because I believe that nonsense until I was like, wait a minute wait a minute, I didn't go to theology. That's probably why I can still think. She knows I do this all the time. I'm like, what the? You see that guy on TV? How how can that be true? And if you honestly go, look, here's what you're going to conclude. It's not. It's not in there. What? Anyway. Therefore, now all things are from him. He's the source who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Who did the reconciling? Who did the born againing? I know it's not a word, but no, it was your evangelism that did it. No, you just took off the scales so he could see what was true about him his whole life. And then your spirit goes, yes, I knew that's how God was. That's why the heathen goes, I just can't accept a God like that. I know, but we fill churches that do. Sad. That's why you don't want anything to do with them. And the Christian goes, yeah, but I'm not unlikely to be with that guy. Try it once. You might have some fun. I love them like Jesus did. He went, he wouldn't do that. No, he went straight into the heart of the sin, right? You go, look, did the Pharisees? No, we're separate. We're over here. We're so holy that God can't look at sin. What did Jesus do? There's somebody who needs my help. But he didn't look. He had a face mask on. (laughs) I know I'm irritating sacred cows, guys. But once you get it, you're like, it's finished. The thing we're singing about, yeah. Praise God, it's finished. Amen? He loves me. He loves you perfectly. That's what we're supposed to share. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what this ministry, this service of what? You're in. You're in the Father's love. No, 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 because I'm a Muslim. No, that's the ridiculous part. He loves you. I'm a homosexual. No, no, he loves you. We know no man after the flesh. We know every man in Christ today is what this says. But guess what? 
Now we actually have to go live Christianity. We have to love that guy. It was easier to be mad at him. Wasn't it? Because at least I didn't do what he did. Now you're a whitewashed tomb. You're dying inside is what's happening. And I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your face. There's no joy. There's no, your body's dying. You're like, what is going on? Man, receive the Father's love. Those who believe in him. Trust him is literally what that means. Not build your faith. You trust him that he loves me perfectly in my grossest spot. That's what he loves. He goes, I died to heal that little thing that religion can never heal. Only the Father's love can touch your heart right there. So ask him to, to heal. That's the power of God. Lord, I suck at this church thing. Perfect, so did they. They, they really were bad at it because they killed me because they were so good at it in their minds. They killed the lover of humanity. They killed creation itself because they knew what was right. See how we set ourselves up if we don't look at now all things are of God and he's reconciled that, that is that God was in Christ. So was God, when, when Christ was hanging on the tree when he said, Psalm 22, right? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Was God in Christ at that time? Yeah, because they can't separate. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one forever, aren't they? Keep reading, keep reading. So what was, what was going on right there? He's quoting Psalm 21. If you go look at it, it's the perfect, it's the perfect uh, uh, crucifixion story. You know what Psalm 23 is? Yea, though I walk through the valley of death. Who's he talking about? Jesus says, the law of the Psalms and the prophets was written about me. So, hey, you know what? I'm feeling what humanity felt, which was never true, Lord. Why have you forsaken me? But if you keep reading Psalm 22, it says the end. The Father said, I never left you nor forsake you. I heard your cry when you're on that tree. And I'm very proud of you that you love the world enough that you're willing to die. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. And then Psalm 24 is the resurrection. It's so beautiful when you understand it. So God was in Christ hanging on that cross, not pouring out his wrath. I know you've all seen the movie. (laughs) What a weird God that doesn't keep any record of wrong, but somehow he got so pissed that he had to do all that on Jesus. That's why your heart is dying, because you still look at him as this legalistic guy. And where did it come from? Really, when the church kind of split and they started believing Greek philosophy versus Christianity. That all men are in Christ. I, God so loved the world, the cosmos, it's the same world. The same, God so loved the entire creation, literally all of creation. Is, is everything created? Are, is even the spirit realm created? Is even the demonic realm created? Yes. And he goes, I loved creation so much, I reconciled the entire creation. Woo! Not just the evangelism class. <laughs> to what? What did he bring everything back to? Himself. Hallelujah, man. So now we can look at our, 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 the guy who doesn't believe like I believe and go, man, I just love you. He loves you perfectly. Yeah, but I believe I can't do this on Saturday. No problem, it's going to kill you, but he loves you even, even if you eat on whatever. Does that make sense? I'm a Muslim. You know what's the amazing thing? He loves you right where you're at. Love, the goodness of the Father leads to changing their mind about who the Father is, not your legalism. You guys get it? The ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, killed the lover of humanity. That book killed him. It was interesting, even the Torah had to be covered by the blood because it was still only a type and shadow. The real thing was Jesus Christ himself. 
For most Christians, they put the Bible up here and Jesus here. They have. But Jesus goes, that thing will kill you if you don't interpret it right. If you don't interpret every scripture through the lens of me. Used to be I had prophets do it. Now myself came to show you who the Father was. So you, have, you better interpret every scripture through Jesus who judges no one and loves everyone and has redeemed the entire cosmos to himself. You guys get this? God was in Christ reconciling the entire creation to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us this message. You can get to your feet. Does that make sense to anybody? So what is the good news? Now, I'm not, I'm not taking away your experience because we've all experienced it just like, just like Saul of Tarsus when he was cruising down to go to, to, go to what? To Christians. Kill them, right? And he sees what? What knocked him off the horse? Light. No, no, no. We sent a team. They dared to share. What happened? I'm not, see, I, I, I don't want you to think I'm criticized, but I'm like, mm, it's not working, man. Because most of this stuff was birthed out of Dallas. And you know what? You know what? It, you know what? The, the highest teen suicide, everything, where it is in the most evangelized city in the country? Dallas. Wouldn't, see, to me, I'm just too practical. I go, that isn't working. How do we change this thing? Does that make sense? So we, we no, just play louder music. Fall down. No, it's a condition of the heart. And if we still think he's mad at us, we cannot trust him. I don't care what you say. You can read that thing, pray in tongues till the cows come home. You will not trust him. And you're going to experience whitewashed, man, I look good because I don't do those things that those non-guys do. But once you realize the non-guys are in him and they believe a God that just loves them and they're experiencing more life. I just, how, about, how many of you guys want life and life more abundantly? I want the whole thing. Like whatever you got for me, I want the whole thing. I don't need to have enough faith. By one man's faith, you perfected humanity. Hallelujah. I trust that, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So I no longer have the trust in my nonsense faith, right, that I did somehow. Um, you guys get it? So the message, so Paul, he sees light. What does light do? If this room was completely dark and somebody hit that switch, would anything in here change? No, you would all be sitting, well, unless you ran around in the dark, but... Um, if you were right here and you turned the dark off, was, was all of it still the same? So what happened? You could just see. So Jesus was like, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Who was Paul persecuting? Christians. When Jesus says, listen, hey Jews, when you give to the least of these, who they thought was outside the covenant, you're giving it to me. When you visit the people in prison, you've, you're, you're visiting me. Why was he saying that, guys? he's trying to show them I'm in and through everybody this whole thing is for everybody so if you do this to the least of me you do it to me because you're going to find me and every human being on the planet now are they experiencing salvation no so I'm not taking away your your, your experience because some of you guys experience things thankfully actually now I didn't because I said the words and did the thing and shambalad and whatever prayed and said that did everything I was like I was better off when I just believed God loved me. I could hear him. I, could, I was rocking. Things were happening. Business is rocking. No, he only blesses if you do this. Shh, everything kind of dries up. Because you know what happens? Your heart gets hard, and you limit the Holy One of Israel. You limit it by your hard heart, guys. 
He's, he was saying, listen, you Jews who you think you got it all together because you follow all the rules and you read Bible more and you went to Bible school and you did this and you did that, you're dying. See that little Samaritan woman over there? I love her. And when you do it to the least of those, much less, oh, I'm not unequal. I'm on the, I don't want to be unequally yoked with that. They're, they're non Hey, business guys, you'll get better experience by going to the heathen than the Christian any day. They don't have the nonsense. They go, hey, we signed it. Yep, perfect. We good? Yeah. No, I'm a Christian. The only people that I can't stand is usually in business. I'm just telling you. Why? Because they, they've got this thing that I'm a Christian, you're not. So I put my thing in the fish book. Only do business with the fish book guys. I'm just telling you. I'm just setting you up for a lot of pain. Because their legalism's killing them. And the very thing that, mm, that legalism does what? The law was given, so what? Sin would abound. So they think, I'm better because I'm in the fish book. You're not. I'm not on the weekly yoke. I'm just telling you, my personal experience. Anybody else have that experience? Now listen, if I know you and I go, man, he knows the love of God, all day I'll do business with you. That, that's all it really, to me, it is. Does that make sense? Hey, you're a heathen, but you're the best in town? Absolutely, I'll use you. Because the reality is, is you're in the club just like me. You just don't know it. And I'm going to just share the love of God with you, not treat you any differently whether you're a Christian in the club. I'm not going to try to get you to, I'm not going to try to set you up. Man, I'm going to try to get him. You lead him to the Lord? No, man, I loved him. And then he finally, like, what is it? The good news is he loves you. Yeah, but I got these issues. No, he, the good news is he's died away, sin and death. He set you free from all that. Even though you're doing that, he loves you in that darkest spot. He loves you right there. You mean I'm not going to this fiery place? No. Nope. Because even the fiery place, it says, is in the presence of the Lamb and the holy angels. Heaven and hell is all of creation's in his presence. Now, are they receiving it? No, because their hard heart cannot receive the Father's love. You guys get it? That's why C.S. Lewis said, listen, the gates of hell are, are locked from the inside. It's us that won't refuse the Father's love. The guy, the older brother who was outside the house, was the door always open for him? Always. And the truth is, you've never been separated from him. He's reconciled from you. We just need to expose this incredibly good news that he's in and through and holds together the world, and he loves you perfectly. The scales will come off, and they'll start to experience life. Now, if you, if you call that leading to the Lord, I'm all for it. But you getting them to say some words does not do a thing. Trust me. Raising the dead does not do a thing. Trust me. We saw it every time. That's what this guy, when we were struggling, he goes, you mean even seeing the power of God didn't change? No, nope, because it didn't change their heart. Did the Pharisees see all the miracles? Did it change them? Nope. The answer is we need to pray in tongues and see more miracles. They saw them all. Didn't change one thing because they had a hard heart. You guys get it? I went long, but is this starting to help you? Because I'm telling you, the Bible starts to open up for you when you go, wait a minute, the whole, we're included? Hallelujah. Yeah, but what does that do to my ministry? I know. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It should be, now you should put your ministry on steroids and turbocharge it because you got a better message. Right. That's what I'm after. Like, man, go share the love of the Father. Isn't that what he said? I came to get away from this fear. If you go, if, listen, if you go, unless you say these words, there's fire. Does that cause torment in a human being? Yes. It says, I didn't give you that spirit. I gave you the spirit of daddy, he loves you. You guys get it? We've missed it because of Greek philosophy, in my opinion. 
You don't have to agree with me. I just, but you know what? I'm so free. And I'm like, yes, this was the last piece. Thank you, Father. The Shambhalaing didn't do it. The miracles we've operated in them, all of them didn't do it. Me seeing those things didn't do it. I just want to live life and life more abundantly. And wait a minute, he loves me just like that? Hallelujah. I'm included. <coughs> You're in. Let's have a party. That's what the feasts were all about. Let's have feasts to celebrate the goodness of God. Does that make sense to you guys? So when you experience that, guess what? You experience the born-again thing. I'm not taking away your experience, but you, you're just experiencing what happened to humanity 2,000 years ago. He was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now we, we conclude that all things are of God. Everything is in and through him. That's why the Muslim can't stand unless Christ is already in him because he cannot have life without himself if Christ is not in him giving him life right now. He's no different than you. That was the whole message. Does that make sense? We're just supposed to tell him the good news so he starts to experience it so he's not beating his wife, putting on the sheet people. You know, it's when we were in Dubai, I go, there's the sheet store. And the more religious they got, the less you could see. It's 120 degrees, we're in Dubai, and like black. But they put some beads on it. That's nice. Nice touch. And if a thing comes down, you know what they do with the stick to these women? They beat them. See, every religious society, even the Jewish society, if they didn't know the love of the Father, they treated women poorly. Subservient. You Jezebel thing. Stupid. They'll put you in a stream and try to cast it out. The love of the Father will actually touch the heart. Does that make sense? Any questions for me? I know I went long, but I'm trying to just like, this is heavy, I know. Because it, it wrecks your theology. It wrecked mine. But you know what? If you really, if you let your heart just go there, you know what you'll do? I knew you were that way, God. Hallelujah, 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 you're so good. You're so good. So Father, we thank you that you are in Christ reconciling the entire creation. Let us start to see what Jesus sees about mankind. That when we see the accursed, what we're really seeing is if we do anything for them, we're doing it to you because you are in and through and hold together all humanity. All were included in that last man. Our job is to let them see what's already true about them so they start experience life and life more abundantly. So Father, Holy Spirit, you are love and you are light. Shine that light in the darkest parts of our heart. Heal the parts that we hate about ourselves. Heal those darkest parts where we don't even dare go. We've kind of hidden it and shut it off for a while because we played plastic Christianity. Father, just remove all judgment from our hearts, all condemnation, any fear. Just replace it with your perfect love that you've never kept a record of wrong. You love every one of us perfectly. Oh, thank you, Father. Because when that starts to heal, guess what? It's rivers of living water flowing out of our innermost being. The part that we can't stand, the thing that we think that you're so holy you can't see is exactly where you are. You're trying to heal and love that place back to who you are. You love us in our worst. That's the gospel message. So thank you, Father. Heal their hearts. Father, we thank you as their hearts line up to the truth that they're perfectly loved. They share everything that you have. They're back in the family with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're in the family. We can be called sons. We can be all sons of the creator, of the, the lover of the universe. Father, just love us into that place. Love us into this place where things just start to work. We don't have to do it. We're, you know what? We're done. We're finished. Because you finished, we're finished. We're just going to live life from this day forward like in fellowship, in love. We're going to celebrate humanity. We're going to love the people that the Christians hate. We're going to love these people. Thank you, Father, because that's who you are. You're in and through everything, and you loved everybody so that they can just see light for the first time in their life and experience your perfect love. 
In Jesus' magnificent name. See, here's the thing, guys. When you do that, you don't have to perform it. When we hear about effortless things, it's really our heart starts to produce 30, 60, 100-fold. So, Father, just touch those dark places. Those, let's just be real with you. If there's parts we hate, we can, we can cuss at you. We can, Lord, this suck, this hurts, this deepest part. Get this religion out of me. And then, you know what, Father, that's what happens. Then we start to love our wives. We, wives start to love their husbands again. We're not blaming each other while we're unhappy. So, Father, we thank you that our businesses start to explode. Things happen. Even if they go wrong, you make even the wrong things work together for our good because you work it through everything. You've got a plan for everything. We just thank you for it. Father, we thank you for life that just starts to explode as they experience your love. In Jesus' magnificent name, what that really means, guys, is we're declaring that we're in and through and of him and he's redeemed us all when we say, Jesus, we're back in the family. So, Father, just let that message touch their heart. I know their brain's screaming, some of these guys, because they've been 30, 40, 50 years in religion. And just wreck it. Wreck it and just let your love start to just flow through their life like never before. So they can enjoy their family. They can enjoy their, they can enjoy their job. They can enjoy their marriage. They can enjoy everything you came to give us life and life more abundantly. We just say thank you in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. Sorry, I went a little.